This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're on vacation again. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. This is episode 24. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. And for this week, we're not doing really a full review. We're kind of sort of taking the week off, uh, and we'll come back with a full review next week. But this time, we wanted to sort of circle back and maybe revisit some of the games that we played on earlier shows. So, you know, the games are you know, a lot more involved uh, than in movies. It takes longer to play through. And on some of our reviews, you know, we would only be able to play some small fraction of the game before we had to get around the microphone and pass judgment. So now that we've spent some more time with some of them, we thought it'd be cool to come back and sort of see what we think now that we've played through, you know, most or all of the game. So Steve, uh, what have you been playing since earlier? Uh, so the main game that I've been playing since then has actually been SimCity. And so I played a bunch of SimCity over the Thanksgiving break, something like 30 or 40 hours of SimCity, I think, some preposterous number like that over the Thanksgiving break. What I wanted to, to do was I wanted to figure out if regions really would like sort of solve the problem of the small tiles for the cities. You know, can I really actually build the awesome huge city I wanted to to build if I instead built it out of a number of smaller cities in a region? Which is what they want you to do. Yeah, it, it seems sort of like, like they want you to do. Yeah, I mean, I think they've even publicly said that, you know, this is the sort of, I mean, it seems like a workaround, but they're saying, no, this is how it's designed. Like, in, re- in the real world, cities don't sort of exist in isolation. You know, there's often different municipalities that have to work, work together. And so really a city is actually composed of a number of smaller you know, municipalities. So this is so this is like sort of the recommended way. So they want you to like, and I'm trying to remember what the deal is. So like they say, well, make one like your industrial city and make one your tourism city. Exactly. And then just try to like get people to move back and forth between them. Exactly. So I thought, well, I'm going to do this. I do exactly this. And so I, I made a private region um, and I built eight cities. Was, this is with the future pack and everything. Yeah, with the future pack. But I didn't actually do any futury stuff in it. I wanted to like just play it the original way. And I wanted to like at some point bring them all into the future and kind of do the future version. But I wanted to try it first, which is like, you know, the, the original version of the game. And yeah. probably because I like, I feel like the future version isn't really like real SimCity. I don't know. I mean, it just feels like it's also so many of the so many of the things you can do in the future. You can't version hear the just, original vinyl sound of like <laughs> they have all the cheating options. Like, oh, this one magically like you know like uh, purifies all your your sewage and creates water. And you know, it's just like it feels like a lot of them are like, there's like too many silver bullets in the future version. Yeah, you know, and it's like I want a, like a real like a real like modern day city. Yeah. So I didn't actually do any of the future stuff. I just focused, used all the original, you know, the original buildings. I, I did, like you said, I had a, you know, residential city. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an industrial, like, seaport city. I had an oil field city. I had, like, a sort of a coal and like, mining city. Garbage town? Uh, <laughs> one of them was basically a garbage town. I also had, like, a university town, you know, so I had, all, you know, my, my university and a really great education system. And I had, a, like, a, you know, like a Vegas Strip, you know, city where it's, like, all gambling and glitzy, you know, glamorous, like, uh, landmarks and, and things. So I had all these different these different cities. And then I actually, and then, you know, for some of them, like, you know, could, they couldn't really support themselves. Like, the university town, you know, didn't have any industry because there was an industrial city. And so it has expensive university, you know, and it costs a lot per hour to, to run. And so it would, you know, it was not making making enough money. Now, this is fine. Like, in a, you know, in a big, in like a real SimCity or real SimCity, <laughs> older versions of SimCity, <laughs> yeah, certainly there are portions of your city that aren't making money, but they're funded by other parts of your city, you know? So I, like, would my, go to my, you know, very profitable uh, oil field city, and I'd, like, run it for a little while and make massive profits, and then I'd send them over to my university this town. Just the gifting between cities. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll do this gifting thing. This will be perfect. And so I, I did that the first time. 
And my, my university town was like really low on funds. And I came back to university town and I, after gifting like, you know, a million simoleons to it, there were, the simoleons had not arrived on the other end. <laughs> and I was like, checks in the mail. I know. It's like, uh, <laughs> there's a Nigerian prince yeah. joke <laughs> happening here somewhere. Like, it's missing from the account here <laughs> and it's not Nigerian over here. And so I like waited and waited and I'm like getting perilously close. And then my people are like, you know, my financial advisor is freaking out. It's like, we need to take out a loan. Like, we're going to run out of money within minutes. You're like, here. no, 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 it's fine. There's a million dollars coming. <laughs> it's on the way. Day now. <laughs> and it's coming from the oil fields. <laughs> and so eventually I was like, I was like, I'm gonna run out of money before this, you know, before and go in, go in the red before the money arrives. But then I then it occurred to me, oh wait, I can slow down time. So I put so I put time in my university town in like llama mode. And then like sat there for a while and like uh, make, drank coffee and like came, you know, like came back and then and then like 20 minutes later, suddenly my money arrived. Wow. So, so, so this is this is kind of awesome. in a nutshell so how the, region play works. So, so you use none of the futuristic stuff, but manipulation of time and space is totally fine. Right. So this is what I ended up having to do was like you know I would like send you know stuff over and then just things would be really slow to arrive or all kinds of really weird stuff happened. Like I, I was in a, a desert region and like where my really tourism based city, my you know Vegas city was at, there was like almost no water, and I, mm-hmm. and I what water I did have, I pumped dry really quickly. So I mm-hmm. needed to get water from another region. There was there's a river nearby, so I like I put tons you know of wells there. I had like eight hundred you know kilograms of of or kilogallons <laughs> or whatever it was. The excess you know the, yeah. the water meter was like pegged out at the max. Okay. okay. So there was so much. There was you know eight hundred of some some unit there. So I, I, you know, I offered to sell it to neighbors. So I got to my other city, which is, you know, in my tourism city, which is parched, and I buy water from my other city. And it says 60.1 kilo, you know, gallons available, and I need like 70. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have 800 over here. How are you? I mean, it's not like there was like a max of like, you know, exactly 60. It's like 60.1. Like clearly there's some uh, algorithm so, here determining so, how much I can so get So was across. it like, I'm trying to picture this. So like you, you were trying to gift, or not, not gift it, but you were trying to give a certain amount. Do you get to control how much goes to the other side? No, you just neighbor check, 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 uh, check thing saying share it to your neighbors, and then from the other side you can see how much is available from each neighbor and and buy it. And so I'm paying my other city for it, and that's fine. Like you know, I, I have funds if I'm in all this gambling money, <laughs> 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 all this you know, drunken debauchery happening over here in my city, <laughs> and you know, like I just can't buy enough water. You know, and then buildings are shutting down, and I'm losing all this money. I'm like, I, what can I do? There's no water left, and I can't buy enough. That's so weird. Because uh, like this really is... weird stuff like this happened, and that that was part of my frustration. Is like you know the the region play was was kind of wonky, but I didn't really get a, a really good appreciation for how wonky. The the region play was until I decided to build a, an international airport. This is one of the great work. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's one of the great work options. And I did it because in my, my tourism city, I had a municipal airport. My citizens, you know, begged me to build. So I built it and they were like, oh, now, now it's not enough. Now we need high wealth tourists. And then they'll come from the, inter, the international airport. So, okay, I'm going to do this. I have all the stuff. So I built this international airport. And it takes a long time. Like, it took me days. And so, like, first, you know, I got, I got enough money. You need a lot of money. So I did that. And then I needed all these resources. And so I started, like, you know, I had this, this whole city of just tons and tons of oil fields. And so I produced just tons of oil. It still took me, like, days of playing, like, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of playing some city to get enough oil. Send it all over to, uh, you know, the airport. And then my other city was sending alloy and stuff. It, one weird thing that would happen would, like, I'd be sending oil over, and then I got, I got enough oil. It's great. So I go over to the other city to go and send some more alloy. And then within each city, you can see your great work in the status. So I switched to my other city where I was producing alloy, and it would show, oh, there's not enough oil. 
for the airport. <laughs> like, no, I just finished sending all the oil. So it's like a sync server? Yeah, and then, event, and then I would send oil for a while. And then a few hours later, oh, all the, all the oil is, you know, showed up. It's like, <laughs> I know, it's, I'm done. So then I got, I got all the raw materials there. After days and days and days, I got all the raw materials, you know, sent to this thing. And it's like, hooray, at long last, you know, I, I can build this thing. And then it's like, oh, now you, now you need to send workers and power. <laughs> so I go to my cities where I have all this excess power and workers. And from their point of view, the airport is not yet done being built. There is not oh, enough oil and coal. Oh, man. So then I play hours and hours and hours. Eventually, from their point of view, like time catches up and the airport's finished. And I send them the you know, thing. And so the, throughout all of this, I just spend hours of just like futzing around in my cities, often just like letting it run and do something else and just come back and make sure, you know, put out the fires and things, you know. And mm-hmm. while I'm waiting for my airport, which is already built from some other like frame of reference, yeah. it, feels, it feels very it's like, like time dilation. Yes. <laughs> 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 it's like relativity oh. going on here, you know, like you. you I, I, was <laughs> and so I, I did crazy, all of, yeah. I did all of this because I wanted to bring you know high well tourists to my tourism city you know because I wanted to get enough from my other cities I had also high wealth well, high wealth sims in my other cities they just were not commuting on you know I mean there are train stations that were overflowing like people complain all the time trains are too full and the buses are too full and all the systems are too full yet there are not enough tourists coming or enough workers like my industrial city could never get workers from me in my other cities and never enough huh. were like 500 workers a day commuted and I had like tens of thousands of jobs that needed to be filled you know wow. like which is apparently is a common problem like I have forums and like yeah you cannot get people to commute to your industrial cities it's impossible you have to so I had mentioned having to have people at, you know in the city working you know. Mm. Um, so, like, commuting between cities does not seem to work. Huh. You know, I could never get I, my, my residential cities and my initial cities. I mean, I just eventually had, had to sort of pollute them with the other ty- business types just mm. to make things work. Hmm. And so I wasn't getting my tourists from my other cities, you know, high wealth tourists. So, that, okay, this international airport, this is going to be the way. Once the airport was done, sure enough, some high wealth tourists started showing up. But instead of going to the tourism city, they went to the oil field. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to do there. It's like this little tiny town and a bunch of oil fields. There's nothing to see. Wow. There's like five little tiny, like, you know, general stores. <laughs> nope. All the high wall tourists, they were there. Wow. Zero. The zero high wall tourists ever showed up at my, at my, oh. at my you know, Vegas wow. trip. Wow. Not one. That's awesome. That's the... the- <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong on so many levels. It's just like I can just see the brochures like come see the oil fields and they're like, Yeah, let's do that. Let's fly halfway across whatever it is, the region. Wow, that's just insane. So it just like flat out didn't work. Uh, yeah. I, I was I'm actually really surprised was, you didn't build the space center, like as the great work. I, I really wanted to like make it work like, you know, like yeah. I figure like this is this is perfect. Like, you know, in the middle of the desert, there's this like glitzy, glamorous casino city. It's of course it's not gonna get like high wealth, you know, tourists because in the middle of nowhere. So just like a real city we can and bring in you know, the tourists over the international airport. Like it seemed like I, I always want my cities to be like real cities. I feel like you know, for all the additional realism and like in terms of like the you know the the way that cities the buildings are built and the mm-hmm. way that in that that you can you know see them from all all different dimensions and stuff in the new Sim City, it feels the most unrealistic. Because mm-hmm. I, I zoom out to my region and instead of seeing this like you know the, all, you know these different sort of pockets of of you know buildings and stuff, they're all kind of connected together like one big city. I see eight little squares yeah. that are exactly squared, have these like sharp edges on them, right. and then there's a huge expanse of nothingness, another exact square, yeah. which looks compl- like super. Super unrealistic. Yeah. You know, at least with other versions of SimCity, where you had this square map, and the map was like the edge of the world, and you could sort of imagine, well, there's more beyond that. You're just only seeing this, like, square, like, you know, cutout of the bigger world. Right. But no, you're seeing the whole world here, and there's just... <laughs> bizarre square cities, you, you know, just, just, you just can't use all miles that. apart, and no one wants to live in between. <laughs> <laughs> Reserved for bears. <laughs> so anyway, I was I was really pissed off at the end wow. of that, and uh, have not played some city since. Wow, wow. 
So I, I had sort of had fun while I was doing that, but I was mostly yeah. like most of those like forty hours were just spent getting enough resources for building my airport. And then at the end, when it, when no one came to my city that's supposed to, <laughs> <laughs> supposed to have tourists, I just I couldn't go on anymore. It was like it just it just felt too broken. The whole thing. And it was really annoying to switch, to switch between cities. It was so slow in the regions, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just I don't I don't I don't think I'm gonna probably play much more SimCity until they do a whole new version of the game that hopefully yeah. is not broken. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, 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 that's a very <laughs> thorough review. So we downgrade Steve's review <laughs> yeah. of SimCity. Yeah. There, there was there was a little too much I know hopeful optimism in my previous versions. <laughs> <laughs> So Scott, what have you been uh, playing? Just before we get into that, real quick, I just want to say I've been playing. I, I was playing a lot of SimCity too, not like I think probably as much as you. And I didn't do the like multi-region thing. I just continued working in my same city with future stuff, and I, I had a lot of fun. But I wasn't trying to make some bigger thing work. I was just using all the like the mega towers, and um, I mean, I had a lot of fun doing it. But that may be a better strategy, in fact. Yeah, you know, I, I think the whole do the region thing is just. It, se- it seems like a lot of work, yeah. yeah. It sounds like it didn't totally pay off. But yeah. for whatever it's worth, I played some more SimCity, and I continued to have the same amount of fun. So, But the thing, I started to mention it, I forget which episode it was. Was it uh, Watterson or something? I started to talk about how um, I had started playing Beyond Two Souls, the PS3 game. And the, the thing I said then was that um, it seemed like it was maybe four to six hours or something like that, and based on the little progress bar they put between chapters. And it turns out I hadn't actually started the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, like, doing the walkthrough? Yeah, it, it, well, just about. I mean, like, there, there are these introductory levels. So just quick little review. So it's it's from the same people that did uh, Heavy Rain, which was another PS3 exclusive. And it's an interesting concept because it's kind of – it's narrative-driven. The the gist of the game is that you're trying to explore this, this character's story through direct interaction. So it's – it's not quite gone home, but it's more that idea of the thing you're getting to is not like necessarily saving the world or something, but you're finding out what is what is this like, and that the character is like psychically linked to a, a being that is not in this physical plane of existence. So you get to switch back and forth between them. And Ellen Page is, and Willem Dafoe are the two the, the two actors. So anyway, it turns out this is one of my favorite games of the year. It's phenomenal. It may actually be one of the game, best games I've ever played. The thing that's that I didn't realize at the time. When, when I talked about the first time around, is the scope is insane. So it, I, I thought what you were going to get were these, like, little vignettes about different points in her life. And it turns out, really, what's happening is that that's true, but there's not all this sparse area between the different points in her life. So it's jumping around, kind of in a way similar to Mr. Banks, where they'll, they'll go back to early childhood of this character and then jump forward to when she's in the CIA and then different points in between. But the the things that the thing that blew me away is the story gets so good, so awesome. Like, I think even if you were not playing the game, but you knew somebody who was playing it, like, I think it would be worth it to, like, watch them play because the story is so awesome. And the acting is phenomenal. I mean, it's it's sort of a strange thing to say, but, I, you know, I, I think if there was some way for Ellen Page's performance to be nominated for an Academy Award, I, I think she for sure would win something because it's, it's really, it's not just, I mean, the quality of it is phenomenal, but the the just the huge amount of material she has to produce because the movie's two hours or you know less than two hours and i've you know i've seen at least three or four times that you know just having played through the game so just being able to keep that character consistent across different you know ages and different and just the the sheer number of hours it's a it's amazing and willem dafoe ends up having a much bigger role and they it's just so so convincing the story is so good and there are these sequences, I'm going to tease just a little bit, not quite spoiler, but just to give a little sense of what actually happens. 
uh, I mean, you start in early childhood, but then I I'd kind of seen some of those scenes where she was like training for the CIA, which are kind of like uncharted moments where you're like taking cover and that kind of stuff. They're teaching how to play the game. Uh, but the, the, the expanse of the different places you go is just incredible. You end up in like somewhere in the, the Southwest and you meet up with like a Navajo family and you do some things that definitely don't want to give away, but are really, really interesting with the Navajo family. And then you jump into the middle of Africa in the middle of like a war torn area of Africa as a fully fledged CIA agent. And then you'll jump back to the early childhood where she's like figuring this stuff out. And then you'll jump to preteen and then you'll all these things. And it, it doesn't, it's not until you've, you've played through the amount of game I've played through that you start to see that, Oh, these weren't little isolated things, but they all start to kind of like have this connectivity between them. And, and you start to say, Oh, that's why she did that thing. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I didn't realize that this was going to actually have significance later on, which is something Steve and I have talked about a lot. It's, uh, Back to the Future is the one I mentioned it, uh, I think I brought it up with, but I think we're both fans of movies where anytime they show you a scene, there's a reason they're showing that to you, right? It's not just sort of like, hey, we want to entertain you or whatever. It's like that ends up having significance later on. Back to the Future does that really well. It turns out this actually does that very well also. Um, and it, the thing I keep thinking, I keep recommending it to Justin, and the reason is is that it gets super creepy, like like really like Stephen King-ish. And um, so the the layer of... You know, fantastic acting, really, really good writing, and the creepiness, and just this huge expanse of stuff. I mean, it's phenomenal. One way or another, I'm going to make sure you play it because <laughs> it. Do, I mean, so it, you're it, giving me the hard sell. Yeah. In fairness, I mean, just to set expectations, it does. There, I think there there is some of the thing that we're concerned about, which is that sometimes there are. It's not super clear what it is you're supposed to do in an area. And for me, I mean, I, I think it's fun to figure it out, but I can understand why it may not be fun for you. So I would say you need to play it. And even if you need to have, like, the walkthrough on your mm -hmm. iPad next to you, I, I'm, I'm confident you would be so overwhelmingly surprised by the story that it would it would be worth it. And it's I, I just cannot overstate. It's It's got to be the best acting in a video game I've ever seen. Um, and it, I think it certainly rivals or beats, m you know, most movies that we saw this year in terms of in terms of quality. It's phenomenal. It's really, really good. All right now, my expectations are like up here now. Oh, so, well, it, it's know. not the quite. It's not. Like, it's kind of. It kind of sucks. It's, <laughs> it's similar to Gremlins and Super uh, Super Troopers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you, you need to play it. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. I'll have to borrow it from you when okay, you're uh, finish it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, Justin, what what do you got? What have I been doing? Um, so, a bunch of games went on sale on Steam yeah. over the Thanksgiving break, and so I picked up uh, a bunch that we previously reviewed, but I hadn't actually gotten the full copies of. So now I actually have full copies of Kerbal Space Program, yep. Game Dev Tycoon, yep. and Papers, Please. Okay. And of the three, I've actually spent several hours playing both Game Dev and Kerbal. Mm -hmm. And, man, it's, like, totally different, you know, when you get past, like, the very intro, well, especially for Kerbal because yeah. they've updated it several yep. times. Yep. So it's actually – there's a lot more content there than was even possible for us to review. So what version are you on now? Uh, whatever the version two, Steam auto-updated me oh, okay. to. Two, yeah, 2.2 two or 2.3. What's really cool is that – I don't know if it's in the most recent or the second to most recent version, but they actually have a career mode now where mm. instead of, you know, just a sandbox – which they still have, and you can still do, and you have all the parts that you need. But the career mode now, it's more like your typical research tree, mm -hmm. and you start out with a very limited palette of parts that are available to you, and you have to 
do science basically what? like yeah so like they give you you have like one little science component yeah and it's like a canister of goo and you just <laughs> Li- sort of, liquid science yeah <laughs> and you just and you just like strap it to the command module of your uh, spacecraft like it's just sort of like you send it into space yeah it's just like it's, it's just like it. dangling on the outside and so basically like well we just <laughs> it's exactly how science happens yeah, in the real world yeah and it's like well we just we just want to see what happens to the goo under different circumstances and so like you know basically you fly your rocket up to whatever altitude and mm-hmm. you open the canister and you look at the goo and then you get like science points and then when wow. you but the thing is the, the, now the trick with it though and this i had to learn this the hard way is that you have to put the science modules onto like the command module mm-hmm. and you can't put it on anything that will detach from the rocket because oh, if you no. don't if you don't bring <laughs> if you don't bring the goo back you don't get the science points right <laughs> so the first time i did the stuff and i'm like you you know you've got 20 science points coming and then i detached you know the module and it's like eh no science points for you. <laughs> like, oh, come on. I can imagine so, getting back to the ground. Did you conduct the experiment? Yes, yes. I did, sir. Did you bring the module back with you? Uh, somewhere in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I think it burned up on reentry. <laughs> I'm not sure. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. But yeah, no, and that actually adds something to it because yeah, as you as you build up all these science points, you um, you can unlock more and more things. And so you're like, oh, you unlock the intermediate rocketry stuff, and now you have all these other parts that are available to you. Right, so you... is it always a canister of goo, or do you eventually like bring monkeys <laughs> Eventu- up? Or... Eventually, there are other <laughs> eventually there are other science modules you can get. But at first, you just have to do lots of stuff with the goo. <laughs> so, so basically, basically, like for every for every experiment, you can do it at low altitude, high altitude, low orbit, and, like, far orbit or whatever. Like, far away orbit versus, like, near planet orbit or whatever. And you get – you can collect points. So, so not, not low Earth orbit. Not low uh, Earth orbit. Uh, see, that, that's, that's your problem. I guess high Earth orbit or high Kerbin orbit or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, you know, you can rack up a whole bunch of points that way. And now I've kind of exhausted all of those, and so I'm not sure what to do now because I haven't unlocked any more science modules. I still only have the goo. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to have to, like, land on the moon and then play with the goo and then bring it back. And that's that's how I'll finally get enough points to unlock the next, like, round of research. I don't know. But it is cool. It it adds a new challenge to it because it's like, well, I don't have the full complement of things that I would normally have. And I have these particular goals instead of just sort of playing in the sandbox, which is actually kind of cool. So... That's been a neat addition. Did you land? Have you landed on the moon? I haven't. No, I actually forgot most of the like the rocket science that oh, I had yeah. to learn for the original ones. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how do I? How do I get into orbit again? Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's just because of the limited parts, or whatever. But the rockets seem really much harder to control because it used to be really easy, where it's like, oh, you get to like ten thousand meters, and then you start to do your turn, you know, to mm-hmm. the east, yeah, yeah. and that shit. The turn is really hard, and I don't know if it's because I'm using like solid boosters and they're just less turnable or this is what the experience like, i had though so yeah. maybe, maybe you're using the same ones that i was using last time we played this <laughs> yeah you know you need all the fins and you need the you know engines that can gimbal and you need all that did, stuff. did you have like, the the auto balance thing on the the t key whatever that does uh yeah i leave it on until you start doing the turn and then turn it off and okay. then try to lean into the turn and then turn it back on and, but Anyway, but it was, it was very cool. I stayed up way, way too late last night playing a lot of Kerbal Space Program because it's actually a lot of fun with the, the missions. And that's stuff, cool. So. I'm, I'm hoping it'll get – because there's another game that's – it seems kind of conceptually similar. Uh, space Engineers. Mm-hmm. Looks like Minecraft in space. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, But I'm, I'm hoping that it'll get more polished because I, I liked it. I, it was just – it was so rough around the edges. Oh, you tried it? Uh, sorry. No, no. I mean Kerbal. Oh, oh. Like, I, you know, I, I liked it. I didn't regret playing the, the time that I did, but it would be hard for me to go back in without some sort of – additional level of polish but it sounds like maybe they're kind of getting there and they might get there i mean have they addressed a lot of the sort of horrible ui issues that they had before like weird buttons that don't do anything and terrible guess, text rendering and no, no. general <laughs> 
Anyway, so that's been really cool. And then I've also been playing a lot of Game Dev Tycoon. And so I played the demo for our review. The way the review or the demo version worked, you only get to play five years. Mm-hmm. You get to move to a new office once you make a million dollars. Like I said before, I don't know if this was on purpose because the way the demo is designed or if, this, I, yeah. or if I just got lucky. But basically the instant that I got a million dollars, I hit the five-year mark and the demo was over. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is either evil genius demo <laughs> building or I just got really unlucky or whatever. So anyway, so now that I've been playing the full game, I'm all the way – I think I'm almost all the way up to like the present in terms of like the video, oh. the video game history. But it's been really interesting to sort of go through all the different, and there's a lot of features that just flat out weren't in the demo. I don't know if it's because the demo was built on an older version of the game or mm-hmm. what. You can do things like you can research games after you publish them. So uh, you publish the game, and then you can basically do like market research to that, figure that out that was like, in the original. Like yeah. why did it work and why did it not work? What well, wasn't in the or, I mean, yeah, it was. No. I, I used that before. Oh, okay, so. so that that was not in the demo, and that actually really helped because like as you make more and more games you build up more and more sort of institutional knowledge about what works and what doesn't. And it actually starts to show up in the UI. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, oh, well, because of the particular things that you chose, you should emphasize these features of the game and de-emphasize these other features. Mm-hmm. And it actually puts little pluses and minuses. Wow. Totally different game. Like, yeah, it's so I, much easier to get, like, a better... That's surprising. I didn't realize that wasn't in the demo because that was such a no. huge part of playing the game. Yeah, no, it was not in the demo. So it totally changes, to, you know, for me, like, the, the way the game was. And then, yeah, going to trade shows was another thing that you could do. which Sounds I, awesome. I didn't actually wind up getting a whole I, I lot out of that. Yeah, like, I didn't I, I, understand. The trade shows never... I, I could never really see any benefit from them. Generally, advertising, magazines, things like that, mm-hmm. that seemed to like have sometimes some effect, but the trade shows were always disappointing. Like, you know, I never made it into the, whatever, the top 100 or boots yeah. or whatever it was, you know? So it's mm-hmm. so it was just disappointing. Yeah. There was no, seemed to be no, like, increase in buzz yeah. based on that. I, at, this, at this point... Or I, hype, whatever the... Yeah. yeah. Fans? Or, yeah. Okay. At this point, I think my game studio has enough fans that I actually started getting, like, the very biggest version of the Expo studio where you get the whole wing of the conference or whatever. If you're actually working on a game while you do that, that actually can have a huge, like, spike in, like, Uh, the hype surrounding your game. If you're in the middle of developing a game when you go to the Expo, that actually seems to have a pretty big uptick in hype. But I think you have – there's, like, a critical mass, I think, of fans that you need of, like, people who are going to show up. Otherwise, it's not as effective, I think. That's interesting because it, that, that makes me think I may want to go back and revisit it because, again, through the limited amount of time we played, it seemed like a cool concept, but it didn't it didn't feel like it had a ton of depth. It, it seemed to get some of these subtle things right, like, you know, like we were talking about that, you know, well, we knew the certain systems wouldn't pan out and it got that stuff right. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it matched history that way. But I didn't know about it, like trade shows or, or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it rewards continued play it's yeah. not just more the yeah. same and when we did the first review did you guys get far enough in the games you started hiring employees mm-hmm. uh I, I got just the edge of that i didn't okay. do it like going through all the research tree has been really kind of interesting in this game too so it's like you, know, you build up all the research points as you you know make games or create new game engines or whatever and you can spend those on getting different stuff yeah and it's at a cer- certain point in the game it started to sort of tease to me where it's like well we've moved to this fancy new office and it's close to university. Maybe we can open a research and development like center, and you can hire people whose whole job is just to generate research points. Like they don't actually work on the games; they just research stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. That sounds fantastic. I've been like totally chasing this particular thing down, and I can't figure out like what I need to do to get the research center because I'm like researching everything. I'm like research, 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 <laughs> like, and it's just I'm getting I'm researching a lot of things, but I'm like, at what point is it going to offer me like the research center? And I don't know. Like, so it is a, how, how did you how does it present it to you that that's an option? Basically, I think when you move into the third office like space Mm -hmm. 
one of your employees will come up to you and be like, hey, now at Rexy University, you know, maybe one day we can open a research and development center. And then it's just sort of – and then it just leaves it at that. Like it doesn't really give you any indication of what you're supposed to do to get the research center. Yeah. I don't know. I still looked like on the forums and stuff and yeah. nobody – apparently it's obvious to everyone else but me about how to get the research center. And I'm just like, how do you get the research center? It makes no sense. Like – I don't know. I'm, I'll keep playing and keep, you know, trying to level up your characters because, you know, each character has like their own little stats that you can level up and you can do things like have your characters specialize in things. Mm-hmm. So I eventually got to the point where I'd saved up like enough points or whatever that I could have, you know, my little character specialize in level design. Mm-hmm. And I guess now I think what winds up happening for that, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that like if you assign that person to that task in the game development process. Oh, yeah. They can handle, like, a much larger work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's a really big difference. Yeah. Like, I had, I specialized all of my, my folks to different areas, and so then I, at each of the three phases, I had them, I put the, I put the person that was skilled in that area on it, and mm-hmm. it makes a big difference. Wow. <laughs> like, maybe like real life. It's yes. incredible. <gasps> Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you about that I never um, actually tried when I was playing, and it's, it's been a while, so I can't remember all the details, but there's sort of this like, you know, mysterious, I don't know, like almost papers, please, like, uh, you know, thing where like you get this like mysterious phone call from some oh. like person who like volunteers to, like sabotage your competitor's games yeah. or something like that. Like, did you ever like... I never took him up on oh, it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. That happens in SimCity too, where they're like, hey, we should take over this whole town with organized crime. Uh, really? I, I never had that happen. Are you serious? Yeah. No. Wow. I, I mean, I am serious. I've never seen that. Like, I, yeah, I, I think every city I've started it, it pretty early on, like within the first year or whatever you know i'm still building stuff up like the one of those little bubbles will show up with a little crime face mm-hmm. on it and i'll click on it and it'll be this guy I'll be like hey come over and we'll just we'll run, we'll do everything under the table it'll be cool and really wow. usually like a yes or no choice yeah yeah, yeah and it, i think it's sort of it's, it's it's almost like it's a secret city specialization or something but basically you say oh yeah you can come in and bring all this crime in and he's gonna like give you a cut of the money i'm, I'm surprised now i want to actually like now maybe you have now convinced me to actually go back and play a little bit I more sim city i can't don't do so it. that i can don't do it <laughs> how funny would it be if that was the key like suddenly everything worked like, organized crime i never thought about organized crime that's the key to everything clearly <laughs> That's so funny. I can't believe you guys haven't seen that because I, I, I mean, I've dis- dismissed it maybe eight times or something wow. like that. Maybe you have a Constant. serious crime issue in your city, Scott. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, do you know where it comes from? Your city. It comes like arsonists. Like, well, there's, there's a lot of arsonists around here. Wow. Maybe we should make a business out of this. Yeah. We should rethink the name Arsonistville for this house. Maybe, maybe a bad choice. The flames on the side of the side as you enter, maybe. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Anyway, so that's cool. So you're still you're still playing both of them, then? Yeah, definitely. And it's been for for both of them. I'm I guess not that surprised, but it's it's been really cool to see like how much how much more there is yeah. to it. Because I, I had positive impressions of both of them just from the demos, but yeah. I, I didn't realize that you know the full game was not going to be just more of the demo. Yeah, no, it was no, going to be like that's, this massive amount more that, for I, both. I am shocked. I mean, I bought the full game, and I'm massive. I'm really surprised, like how much depth there is, and it makes yeah. Me well, the cool thing about game Dev Hackoon is that it, it adds the depth progressively. Yes, you know, so you keep you keep you gain these things along the way. So like. You don't ever feel like, oh, I'm just I'm doing the same thing. I, I kind of felt a little bit overwhelmed at times. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just I finally finally just getting good at these other things that I, yeah. you know. And now there's this whole new element I'm getting thrown in, you know. And it, but it never I got worried about being overwhelmed. I never really got overwhelmed. So yeah. it, it really I think walks that fine line very carefully. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of hitting a plateau in Game Dev Tycoon. I think what I really need to do is just start maxing out the number of employees I have, just to like increase the th- throughput so I can get to whatever the next stage is. But I feel like I've done like. 
10 games in a row and I get some research points, but then I just have to turn around and spend them to like try and level, get closer to leveling people up. But it's so expensive in terms of research points to level these people up. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm going to be here for months just trying to level up all these characters. Again, like, perfectly mimic. It's <laughs> exactly the way it's yeah, supposed to And then they get tired and they have to go on vacations. Jeez. So, Breathable air, all kinds of things. <laughs> I have to say, real quick, going back to Kerbal, when uh, the, the trailer came out for uh, No Man's Sky, and mm. I think that to me that that's the space game I want. And mm, yeah. I, I know it's I know it's a total different type of game, but it's just like like that's the level of involvement I think I want in the space part. Yeah, and it, and it's, in a way it's sort of the counterpart. You want the space to be the setting, not the game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I don't. I, I guess what I don't want to do is try to like work my way through their their fiddly interface to like figure out the rocket that would. Mm. Work. I, I'm not as interested in the building of the rocket. Yeah. Again, it's kind of the counterpart to Steve's thing. You know, I, although I guess you you like both parts, but. Mm-hmm. But I would be perfectly fine in Kerbal if they're like, here's a perfect rocket. Yeah. Go fly it and try not to kill anybody. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine because the, the No Man's Sky thing looks amazing to me. And yeah. it's it's the it's the procedurally generated giant, not infinite, they said not infinite world, yeah. but uh, did you, saw, you saw the I saw, video? Uh, yeah. I saw part of the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, I think I just yeah. told you about it. and you Because you said you didn't want to watch the video because I was going to tell you about it. So Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about this already, but I kind of want the opposite thing you want, which is like, Space dev tycoon, where like <laughs> I built the rocket and then send it off and see how it, somebody else flies see, it. Yeah, see how it turned out. You're like, oh, it worked great. You know, <laughs> nice. So literally, you want the combination of the two games that Justin's been playing, pretty much. Okay, right. that sounds fine to me too. <laughs> <laughs> I would also play this new third game. That's the combination. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think one of the things that I like about Kerbal Space Program is that it's kind of technical, like deeply technical. Yeah, you know? and like you have to get like. It's not like an arcade, you know, flight sim where it's like, oh, just kind of throw the th- you know, joystick around and it'll do what you want. It's like, yeah. no, you actually have to like, you know, every time you thrust forward, you have to make sure you have enough fuel to stop. Otherwise, you'll hit, you know, whatever you're going for. Well, I could even, I could like, even get behind that if it was – if you took the best part of Game Dev Tycoon, which is mm-hmm. the scaling of the of the difficulty, mm-hmm. and they applied that. Like it, yeah. it's just – you just get this wall with Kerbal right. where it's like, oh, sorry, we're not going to help you do anything. Yeah, and I think I think the career mode – well, hopefully, eventually get there. I can see the beginnings of it there. I don't want to get too overly optimistic like Steve with SimCity and hoping that they fix the region play. <laughs> but, like, I can see that they're possibly trying to address this with the career mode where it's like, well, you've limited options and we're going to, like, hold your hand a little bit more. for like. I mean, there's not a lot of hand-holding even still in the career mode. Mm-hmm. But I can see how they could they could do that, right? Mm-hmm. Where if yeah. They only give you so many parts. There's only so many rockets you can build with those parts. Right, and they right, know right. that they'll work. So I mean, the technical part that, I mean, to your point, I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. I just, like... You know, I don't play racing games because I have I don't have great reflexes, and so you know I can't like you know make it down to like Rainbow Road in Mario Kart. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> never make it down that. Like I just I, just, I don't, it's not fun for me, you know. Yeah. And that's that's my problem. Like, I mean, like I'm fine like learning all like orbital mechanics, right? But I, I'm not ever gonna like perfectly like you know break it exactly the right moment, you know. And I don't want that to be the limiting factor, yeah. you know. And that's like, part that I like, yeah. you know. I like the like so I kind of accidentally recreated a couple scenes from Gravity <laughs> when I was playing Kerbal last night. I love, like, the, I love that Rainbow Road is your Everest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, it is the worst. I just, I just like lay it. Like I, I would just like when we we're trying to get through Mario Kart. Like on our Wii, like you know, I just hit a wall with Rainbow Road. I lay awake and I just angry at myself. I can't believe ten times. It's, like there were always like when a certain Rainbow. turns were like I knew I was gonna like go off up and try I did, or I make it past the turn. I'm like oh thank goodness, and then I'll go off the edge afterwards. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I can just see you like laying awake like, at night, like Rainbow Road, <laughs> Rainbow Road. <laughs> 
sorry, I had to get those. I was going to keep laughing That's about awesome. that. So you, said, so you, you recreated a couple scenes of gravity. Uh, not on purpose. Okay. Uh, so I was like, I was desperate for these science points, right? I'm like, oh, I think you can get more science points if you do an EVA and actually get the little oh, yeah, purple yeah, guy yeah, yeah, out yeah, of the thing. Yeah. Wow. Turns out that is really, really hard. Really? Like, yeah, because, like... Isn't he... He's holding on to it initially when he gets out, right? Well, yeah, but I wanted to let go and, like, fly around. Mm. That's really difficult. Like, the, oh, little, really? the little jetpack that he has to fly yeah. around, man, that takes a lot of practice. It didn't help that I had him do the EVA when we were on the night side of the planet, so I couldn't really oh. see anything either. And so I lost track of the spaceship immediately. I was like, what? I can't, <laughs> I can't see anything. We're just excluding like, when I need him. Like, <laughs> this is terrible. But, I, I, you know, and it took me it took me four or five tries to actually get the little guy back because I would, I would get <laughs> – it's like the worst combination of, like, things. So the orbit that I was on – when I had him get out of the spacecraft, he was at maybe 120,000 meters, so mm-hmm. you, know, you know, pretty high up. I had him come out right when he was at the peak of the orbit, and he starts to come back down. Yeah. And then as he starts to come back down, he actually starts to skim the top of the atmosphere. Oh, Jesus. And that starts to get really bad. And it took me a second because I was like, man, this was, he was so much easier to control like 10 seconds ago. And now it's like all over the place. And I look at the little atmosphere meter. I'm like, oh, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> like, and like the little red like heat lines are starting to come off of the rocket as this, it starts to re-enter. Oh, like, this isn't him. Is he? Is he in the module at this point? No. Oh my god. <laughs> He's still outside the module, trying to re-enter the atmosphere. I'm like, oh my oh. god. <laughs> this is bad. Wow. <laughs> so it's literally like gravity, just like it. Yeah. I mean, even he started to have little heat lines start to come off of him. I'm like, oh my, oh my god. gosh. I had to, like, I like hit escape, and I was like, reset, reset. But it would only go back like four or five minutes. And four or five minutes ago, I was still outside the spaceship, and I'm like, oh no. Okay, I'll try this again. And so it took me like it took me like five tries to get the little guy back in the spaceship, but wow. each time I managed to kill him in new and interesting ways. Oh my <laughs> like, God. But yeah, every time I was like, it's a race against time. I'm like, I only have like four minutes before he starts to re-enter the atmosphere. Go, 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 it's go. Like, it's like Ker- Kerbal source code or something. <laughs> Man, it was it was it was super Anybody super fun. But, uh, I, I did. Okay, thank you. What did you say? Sir, did you ever see the movie Source Code? No, oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, but that's okay. the gist is that he relives like the same. Like seen over and yeah, over. Yeah, but it, like it keeps blowing. He keeps yeah, dying. Everybody yeah, everybody dies in slightly different, yeah. you know, right. permutations each time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. That turned out to be a not so short episode talking about <laughs> games that we've been playing lately. Uh, as always, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Lower Show. Visit our website where we'll have show notes and we'll link to everything that we talked about here. That's at lowearthorbit.fm. Also on our website, you can find a link to subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And there's a, there's actually a, did you see the trailer for the I forget what it's called the the Tom Cruise movie that's coming out that's basically like Oblivion but with source code yeah oh, well. it's, it's it's like the, the Groundhog Day mechanic where he keeps dying and uh, Emily Blunt also is in it and he keeps dying and then he's got to try again and then he's got he dies and he's got to try again I think mm-hmm. it's coming out like January or something interesting or no no June sorry did you guys see Oblivion I didn't no it wasn't did you. Oh, okay. I kind of wanted to – so I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, I should go see that. And then I read the reviews and they were like, no, it's terrible. And then I talked to some people in person and they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. You should go see it. I'm like, well, what is it? Like, what's – Well, the trick is you got to see Gremlins first. <laughs> <laughs> so my expectations. Movie. <laughs> well, well, way better than Gremlins. <laughs> it's like the appetizer. Just always get that in there. Makes uh, everything look good. No, but you should seriously. You should see source code. Source code's. I mean, right? We like. Oh yeah, I, I, oh, okay. source code's great. Yeah, yes. I think we both we both thought, oh, this is kind of a goofy thing, and it's got the word source code. And we're like, eh. did we see it together? 
Uh, no, no, no. I, fr- I saw it like on de- Netflix. So, oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's actually surprisingly good. Like, oh yeah, I, I actually enjoyed really it. enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, I thought it would be goofy just based on the trailer and Every, the name. Yeah, I, totally agree. Fully agree. And they, I think they were trying to like the trailer was broad, you mm-hmm. know, so they didn't like scare people away from the headiness of it. But yeah. it, it's legit. Like yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, there's 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 plot holes that annoy me and stuff. Yeah, but... you have to. Yeah, this the same thing that would annoy. It's it's the same. Like the science details are not. Perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's still theoretical stuff. It's different than gravity because gravity, it's like we know how that stuff works. Yeah, I mean, we don't it, really know how quantum yeah. physics works at yeah, that it, level. It's so. taking a little bit of slack, you know. But this, even even within the world it creates for itself, it violates some of its own rules at points. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it depends on how much you overanalyze it, which for me is always too much. But <laughs> if you kind of go in with expecting that, it's it's actually pretty fun. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Bonus review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's episode twenty-four. Right. And and we should get come up with a catchy name. Or, uh, oh yeah. Or no, I, I didn't mean that literally, but Christmas games, reindeer games. Nice. Horrible. Yeah, it's twenty four. Can't say reindeer games. Like the movie Reindeer Games? Isn't that also kind of some awful movie about, I don't know if all, but like gruesome like murders in the woods? Well, but it, it comes from the song, right? They didn't let him join in all the reindeer games. Oh, uh, I never. That, yeah, thought about that. I, I, was, I always thought Reindeer Games was like the heist movie about some kind of <laughs> <We have> the <laughs> mob. I know it's from the kids thing. Yeah. But when I he- think of Reindeer Games, the movie for adults, I think the heist movie, not this like murder in the woods movie. Yeah, I think it's a heist movie. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what that one is. Really? It's the Ben Affleck one? Yeah, I feel like I saw the I saw the trailer for it, and it was like some sort of like oh, sure snowy and like murder and <laughs> yeah. Uh, Watch it's like The Shining or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should also talk about oh, maybe not in front of Justin. <laughs> you didn't like The Shining. I didn't like the movie either. Oh, really? No, but he said he didn't like the book even. Yeah, but after well, he saw the movie, he liked yeah. the book better. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion of the book improved dramatically after watching the movie. <laughs> Which, you know, just because the book's better. <laughs> I cannot. I will not argue that point. The book is better. Whether the book is good? It's a different, that's a different uh, <laughs> yeah. discussion. But the book, so it, the book it is certainly resoundingly better. better than the movie. So, <laughs> <clears throat> How do we actually? How do we usually start? This? Welcome to Lower Earth Orbit. This episode twenty four. Okay, yeah. I'm Justin Voss. Right. Intros, and then we'll introduce the topic. Okay. Welcome to Lower Earth. <laughs> Red leather, it's yellow show, leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Is that a reference to something? Uh, Anchorman. <laughs> you're gonna end totally up seeing this movie. You're gonna, you're gonna be, <laughs> oh, be in Montana. Let's like... see the first one. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're on vacation again. <laughs> and now, the news. <laughs> Do one more. This week on Low Earth Orbit... Ah, I feel like I always go too fast on that part. <clears throat> this week on Low Earth Orbit, we are on vacation again. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Okay. <laughs> this week on Low Earth Orbit, we're on vacation again. That was great. All right, that might be the, that might be the one. All right, I think I said everything that I need to say about Curl Space Program. For now. For now. Come, <laughs> done. <laughs> come back to me when I do more goo science. And more. <laughs> Mission goo. <laughs> so much. That's horrible. <laughs>